languages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, it's uh, episode 34 of the LM Experience. Morning, Martin. Morning, Stu, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you very much. So I think I think what we're doing today, we're taking Trump's advice and we've drained the swamp, haven't we? No more no more Z-list guests. We've got an A-list, haven't we? We have indeed. Who have we got? Yep, we have got the broadcaster. He's the host of the Late Night Alternative on yes. Talk Radio. Yeah. He is a... TV legend, let's yeah. say. Legend. That is, that's A list. That's Ian Lee, isn't that's it? A-list. That's A list. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. you. Pleasure. I'm, it's hot in here. It is man. hot. It's the it's, yeah. It's the pressure of being with me and Stu. I would imagine a lot of people say the same sort of thing. Steamy windows coming from the body heat. I'm wearing a jumper today. That was your first mistake. I don't normally wear jumpers, but I had a t-shirt on. I thought that's yeah. too cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just difficult weather to dress for. It's very difficult weather. You know, hey, this is we're on, we're on this in June, which yeah. is traditionally is summer. Yeah, it'll be out of Christmas. Trust I me. had a scarf on yesterday. Did you? I had a scarf on in June. Thin blood. It's, it's a bit old, saying. isn't it? To be honest. Oh, I think I've left my heating on. I'm just going to turn you, my heating off via my telephone. Yeah, this that's is how right. You know it's live. See, look, this is technology. This in is action. how. Um, this is how our celebrities. You're going to ring someone and go around. Yeah, give him mum. Mum, I've left the heating on. Oh no, I've left the heating on. I can't do that because that is. Damaging uh, the, to the uh, environment. these prices as well. <laughs> it's ridiculously expensive. Had I left it on, I'd left it on. Flipping heck. It's off now. It'll right. Be, it'll be toasty right. when you get back. That's good. At least Ian can focus now. Keeps that, the cat's that would warm. bother me yeah. at the back of my mind, yeah. knowing that I've left something on. Yeah. Not good. Um, my also right. is the cooker for some reason. Yeah. That's always the dilemma. My cats have started turning my cooker on. Mm hmm. That's bad. They're very developed. They haven't got opposable thumbs. How does that work? They've got cunning ways. I came home the other day. And now, luckily, it was it was the grill that was on. So when you turn that, that goes oh, on. Uh-huh. Cheese and toast they were going for. Possibly, but if it had been the gas, yeah. we'd, we'd all I would be dead. No, no those cans would have killed. We'd be sat here with thirty minutes of static. Yes, reminiscing exactly. about what what could have been. Indeed, went for yeah. those pesky cats. Don't right, cats. Ian. Hello. Thank you very much for turning your heating off. Yeah, thank you for coming well. in it's today. A we I do want to appreciate save the planet that for the gen- future generations. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> we'll talk about the problems in the securitization market for specialist lending if you want. Oh, oh no, no. save that for the no. end. It is such that gets me so angry that that stuff because How do we fix it? I don't think you can fix it now. I think we've gone too it's far gone down too that far. rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we are screwed. I think you need to scrap the whole system Good. and just and start I think again. We need to start again. Start again build It's not it's not worked. Actually, going down that rabbit hole is a very good segue. Oh. It is indeed. Because one of your shows that you have yes. is a live show, isn't yeah. it, with your co-presenter, Catherine Boyle, which is well, the rabbit hole. Say, we say, you say co-presenter, very, very generous. <laughs> she's kind she's of, she's kind of a worky, she's, I, I spotted some raw talent in her. and I Got her in a work experience. I got her, and yeah, so I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm doing her a massive favour. <laughs> Uh, she's good. No, we do a thing called the rabbit hole. Me and Catherine, she's my best mate, and um, it's we go around the country <laughs> and play, you know, small, very small theatres and little uh, art centres and stuff. And we do a phone-in radio show, but with an audience, mm-hmm. and it's very blue. Is it very, potty mouth? I believe the phrase is NSFW. Right. <laughs> very. It's quite often. Quite often, I will burst into song. Um. And I think it's fun. 
I, th- I think, hang on, do I think it's fun? No, I know it's it fun. It is fun, yeah. I right. enjoy it. But if you want to burst into song, we've got no particular objections for you to do that today. No, if, it, if it happens, I it happens. knew a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverley. But unfortunately, I lost his address. Well done for keeping eye contact that, there. Uh, You've I, won five points. I was scared points. not yep. to. I was scared You've to lose it. Points. I'll be honest with you. We're well, good. In, right. Well, to be honest, there's, there's got to be an album right. in that. Absolutely. There's a Christmas single. There's a Christmas single in that. Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles. On guitar. Nick Knowles. It was all that. What was the hit? He had a hit. That's tenuous. Can't think what the sort of Lee song was. Anyway, Nick Knowles. Moving on. We'll have him on next, probably. That'll be the next guest. Ian, you've done an awful lot in your career, haven't you? I've been sacked from an awful uh, lot of places, okay, if that's let, what you're alluding to. Let's go through your to. sackings then, what, what's it, chronologically. Chronologically, um, well, the 11 o'clock show I walked away from, I wasn't sacked right, from that. Before you did that, why did you walk away from that? Because that was that was a that was a top of its game genre, wasn't it, at the time? It wasn't. I made it. This is what I've, I have made. You will get today. I've made some a series of awful career choices. Hello. Look at me and Stu. Yeah. Uh, you're, no, yeah. you're not alone. That um, have, have rendered me almost unemployable right. throughout the years. So I did the 11 o'clock show, which was this big... It wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't that big. We got like maybe a million viewers. I think cool, a, volume, peak, yeah. a peak we got 1.7 million. Mm-hmm. Everyone was tuning in for Ali G. We know that. But it was a show where Ali G was on yeah. and Ricky Gervais and Mackenzie Crook and Charlie Brooker was a writer on it and Robin Ince and Jimmy Carr and all these people. Yeah. And we did four... Three and a half series of it, and it was the the three main series were hosted by me and Daisy Donovan, mm-hmm. and then for the fifth series, Channel Four did this weird thing, and they said, "Right, it's quite successful. We're going to cut the budget." <laughs> As you do, yeah. Right, everyone went okay, and it, literally everyone who'd worked on the first three and a half series walked away and went off and did other things. So Daisy left, Sasha left, Ricky left, all the on-screen talent left. Yeah. Talent, yeah. And everyone behind the scenes left. So all the producers, the directors, writers, everybody left, right? And I didn't really want to do it, but they offered me just a ridiculous amount of money to, to stay. Do. They, they offered me a lot of money to stay. And I went, mm. oh, okay, I'll stay. Yeah. We've all got a price. We've all got a price. Mm-hmm. And we all got a price. And then we were doing a pilot episode on the Thursday, and the show was going to start on the Tuesday. I think that was how it was going to work. Cause it went out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we did one on the th- on the Thursday as like a test, as a run. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the episode that we did was was awful. I thought right. it was awful. I thought it was really awful. I thought it was, I thought it was unfunny. I thought it was bad, and and uh, I was embarrassed. And so I phoned up my agent on the Friday morning. And this is terrible. This is so unprofessional. I phoned up on the Friday and said, "I'm not doing this series. Right. I'm not doing the fucking series, man." <laughs> and she went. Um, why? I said, it's terrible. It's just awful. She goes, well, you're going to be letting down a lot of people if you don't. So it's fine. I don't care. I'm going to walk away. And I'll tell you why, why I, I walked away. I, I, I didn't think it was very good. B, I was kind of quite arrogant at the time because yeah. I'd been tooting TV for a couple of years and people tell yeah. me you're great. <laughs> C, I'm going to be honest. Let's get it out there. I was doing a lot of cocaine at the time. <laughs> let's get it out there. <laughs> I was doing a lot of cocaine at the okay. time. So I was insane. Right. So, yeah. So your, your paranoia and your arrogance were competing on, on a Low regular basis. Low self-esteem and arrogance. Yeah. Low, self-esteem, the thing. And Low arrogance. self-esteem and arrogance. Yeah. And fear, a lot of fear. Right. Um, and I thought, kind of thought I was un, uh, impenetrable. I, I don't know. Do you have no one, no one managing that? Those 
The cocaine? No. No, no. <laughs> no, that's the problem. That's pretty where you went wrong. There's a guy called Steve that was supplying yeah. it. But, um, but you didn't, uh, he, no one give any guidance? No. Saying, look, reel it in, in, you know. In, in terms of the drugs or the, no, just the, 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 the career choices? the decisions that you were making No, at my that agent, time. In, in fairness, tried to talk me out of it. And I, I said, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was it, at the time, you know, when you're, uh, you're young, and I had a bit of money then for the first time, and um, I believed I was do. you know, I believed I had integrity by doing that. Right. Of course, what, what it would have been in, it, it would have shown integrity if I'd said it six months before, you yes. know, and said, I'm not going to do this series. Let's see what else happens. It was it did not show integrity to do it. I want to use the word integrous, but I don't think that's a word. Sounds so, like a software company. Yeah. yeah. Well, check you, that you out before sort of imagine we it would end up them. on Call My Bluff. Yeah, integrous. I'm going to use it, and we'll see if we can get it into the lexicon. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm using lexicon in the right context. There. Uh, 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 it would have been more integrous of me yes. to have walked away six months before. It it was not integrous of me to do it five nights before the series started. Right. That was really, really bad, what and was, and I was, that was poor shit. What was the feedback you got at that point, then? Did you think that the phone would then ring, and you'd be inundated with yeah. inquiries, yeah. and your CV and your, your diary would be packed yeah. for years ahead, and the phone didn't ring? Apart from, phone, apart from Steve, the phone no, Steve. Yeah, the phone rang. The phone rang a bit, and uh, the, no, the phone rang a bit. I was still doing stuff. I remember the BBC. Do you remember BBC Three? Yeah. yeah. But when it was BBC Choice, yes. Yeah. There was a. Sh- I was doing a show on BBC Choice. I was kind of stepping in for a guy. Uh, a guy called Christopher. I can't remember his last name. Who passed away? Oh yeah, I know you mean that. Yeah, guy, he was. Very camp ball guy, ball guy, wasn't he? Really good, Christopher. And I can't remember his last name, and that's terrible of me. Oh, Liquid News, wasn't it? Liquid News, that was it. And it was he was he was great. He was funny, and he passed away really young. He's a real talent. And I was kind of like the stand-in host when he was off, and then when he passed away, I was doing it for a bit. And BBC Choice said, "Oh, we're going to give you the show. It's mm-hmm. going to be you and Claudia Winkleman doing the show." And I was like, "Great!" And I bought a, a flat, my first flat, on the basis of that. And then they they pulled it away. I got a bit more work. I did some spits and pieces. And I did, you know, the ill-fated Big Breakfast replacement the rise, rise wasn't it? yeah, um, which I did for a year and was fun and was great. But no, walking away from the eleven o'clock show was uh, at that late stage was a terrible mistake, and I apologise to. I, I pissed a lot of people off, rightfully so. And in your industry, does that does that stay with you? Yeah, it becomes a stigma that you know it is difficult talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in. Um, I went to New York about twelve years ago with my then girlfriend. Then, then became my wife and then became my ex-wife. <laughs> it's like a proper cliche TV chronological story. And we went to the Museum of Moving Image uh, in New York, I think it was, or, or we went to a museum in New York and they had a book in there in the library about British comedy. I thought, well, let's have a look. Let's, let's see. <laughs> see what's up. Let's see. Let's go to the index. And um, L. L. And I don't think I was in the index, but there was a thing about Ricky Gervais. So I went to Ricky Gervais and it, it said Ricky Gervais started out on the 11 o'clock show. Um, or maybe I was in the index. I think I was in the index. But but basically, I was a footnote that said, uh, and, and Ian Lee was famously difficult to work with. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. It's not on your LinkedIn that's profile. Like, it's double-edged, oh. isn't it? Because in some respects, it's nice to have still been noted so, within it. It was a footnote as someone passive-aggressive footnote. My passive-aggressive footnote. Mm, was, but it was true. I was I was I was a dick to work with, particularly when I was when there was cocaine and and you and know, so did that of, did that did that carry on then into into the rise? What was your, what was your next sacking? Was it one after that? 
there was. Um, well, did you walk away from Rise? How did uh, that end? Rise, Rise was cancelled because right. no one watched it. Yeah, which is a shame because I liked it. I thought it was mm. fun. Was that the P- big breakfast it follow on. It was a follow on. Yeah. yeah, follow on to that. Yeah. Um, but no one watched it. We had days when we registered zero viewers. We were getting beaten by Noddy. Zero viewers? Yeah, zero viewers. We were getting That's beaten by Noddy. In- harder to achieve than a million viewers. Yeah, I, I someone thought. should be proud of it. But I thought it was funny, and I got validation. The last month when it was ended, when it was ending, we got loads of good reviews. And i never forget Vic and Bob, who I was, you know, just obsessed with. Vic and Bob wrote, oh, it's a shame this is ending because we think it's really funny. Ian Lee looks like a young Clint Eastwood, and we <laughs> think he's great. And that... That kind of validated the whole experience yeah. for me. That was then. good enough. Yeah. It was, that was worthy it, of it. It was still, like, I, mean, I suppose the problem, I guess, was that Big Breakfast was ahead of its time. Rise was ahead of its time as well, well in Rise terms of... behind its time. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in comparison it was with of no the time, opposition, yeah. let's say, in terms yeah. of, like, GMTV and it stuff was, at the time. It, it, was, was, it, just didn't, it, just, it just didn't take off, and I can sort of see why, but there were some funny bits in it. I had the best time doing mm. it. Yeah. You know, it was fun. I got to work with Kate Lawler, who is, was, was, you know, was wonderfully dippy. Yeah. And I still, you know, still a friend, and... Um, I had the best time, but it, that was that was the dark moment. After that, when that ended, that was when I thought, right, I'm going to get let's, let's, let's get the phone calls. Yeah, and what, that what was when the phone this? stopped ringing. Oh God, that would have been oh two or three three I think yeah two thousand and three. So that and was this it. is where I was. This is where I was in terms of that fear and the arrogance. And I was using a lot of cocaine at that point. It's getting near the end of the cocaine, but I was using a lot of it. I'm not. By the way, this is not me recommending. No, 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 no. This is not an advert, Steve. Love that because it's um. Uh, laugh about it because it was you know it's, it's funny but it was it was it was a car crash that almost killed me but um the fear and the arrogance i got asked to host have i got news for you when i was doing rise and i turned it down mm-hmm. as a permanent host I, I think it was as a stand-in i think it was as a one-off stand-in right and i turned it down and my excuse was uh gotta be up early to do rise because i was up at three o'clock every morning of course i could have taken the next day off or i could have just done it and mm. then slept all day mm. and i turned it down and and the, the excuse I gave was I've, 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 I really want to focus on Rise. The real reason was I was terrified. I was terrified of going on there. Of failure? Uh, of failure. Of being caught out. That, that whole imposter syndrome where you're mm-hmm. waiting for someone to tap you on the shoulder and go, I'm really uh, sorry, you've, yes. you've got the wrong guy I'm here. I'm still waiting. Yeah. It will come and eventually. I'd, I'd done some panel shows before and done really badly on them. I did, I did uh, uh, they think it's all over a couple of times and hated it. Mm-hmm. hated it. And I'd, I'd done maybe something else and hated it. Um, and I turned it down. I turned down. Have I got news for you? Imagine. Is that because it doesn't? Because that, that was a big. Th- Remember when Bruce Forsyth went on there? Because yeah, effectively, right. overnight, that changed a lot of people's perspective of him, yeah. didn't it? Doing that guest right, spot on okay, there. Right. Okay. Okay. At one I, point. Yeah, I didn't know he'd done it, but yeah. And I said no. I said no. Which is which is um, crazy. But did, is that because that doesn't fit your style? Because you started off in stand up. Didn't you? Yeah, and, and that panel shows—is it scripted and yeah. takes hours to film? Well, it looks thing, spontaneous, but it's not. It's, those things aren't spontaneous. The thing about being the host on it—it's all auto cued. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're all it's all written for reading. you. Yeah, I could have done that. I could have read, and then a bit of spontaneity. The the the, the, the when I did, they think it's all over. I did uh, eight out of ten cats as well. That was horrible. Jesus, when when I did, <laughs> they think it's all over. It's all all the. All the gags are kind of dished out. I don't think so much of panel shows now. I think they've changed it now. Mm-hmm. But you would sit in a room and gag writers would come in and go, right, we've got these jokes. And they'd read you the jokes. And Rory McGrath, on the, the, they think it's all over, would grab all the best ones. And, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd grab what was left. And I wasn't, um, I'm not a gag writer, so I can't write 
gags for a question about, you know, whatever the questions were. I don't really remember, but I can't write gags. So I was totally, and I didn't have the confidence to sit there and kind of riff. Mm. And, 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 and you know, what a lot of these people do is they'll just sit there and talk for two or three minutes until they get to something funny. And yeah. then that's the bit they keep in. They yeah. keep that one minute gag, you know. Yeah. Not the build up. Yeah. And I didn't have the confidence or the skills to do it. I was totally out of my depth, man. Totally out of my depth. So from Rise, yeah. where are we off to next? Uh, cocaine Insanity. Still. Oh, yeah. did, was, was this a, the wilderness period? Did this is the wilderness period. I did one job after Rise. Hosted, I hosted a one-off. This is how I, I look back on this thing. Jesus, is this me? <laughs> and why didn't I seize on these opportunities? I hosted a one-off Saturday morning show with Holly Willoughby, where which was an awards show for video games. And we had like Simon Pegg as a guest on there. Ash were playing. We had uh, uh, Katie uh, Price on there. We had big, you know, big names on there. Yeah, there were big names back then. Um, but I was like in the all I was concerned about was 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 drugs, uh, and so that year two thousand and four I guess it was, would have been two thousand and four. Uh, I didn't I didn't work until September. Did that one thing, a couple of tiny things, but I didn't work till mm. September. Really, got, um, like yeah, nine months off almost, and the bills are still coming in. And well, I was spending like I was still earning. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went and bought a really. Ex- I mean, I was insane, man. I was insane. insane. I was I was was spending. How old were you, Danny? Uh, how was it 15 years ago I was 31 31 I was spending I don't say this with pride this isn't a boast no no this isn't a boast not a challenge or a target no I was spending two grand a week on coke I wasn't earning uh, and we me and my my girlfriend at the time got in big trouble because I couldn't afford a tax bill that came in. We yeah, had to take and they it. always come in. They yeah. always come in. And I didn't know that they always came <laughs> no in. No one told you. No one told you me. You need a grown-up to point it out um, to And so that was that was kind of the rock bottom for me was uh, was was that 2004, the mm. nine months of... Um, and I was trying to get clean, but I wasn't really trying to get clean, uh, uh, of... You know, and nearly dying. All the fun stuff that comes with Class A drugs, you know. <laughs> the mental illness Just and the no. nearly dying and all of that. And it was horrendous. And th- what turned it around and what then ultimately saved my career was in September of that year, out of the blue, I got a call from LBC, the radio station, yeah. mm-hmm. to go and fill in for Clive Bull, who I was a huge fan of. Yeah. To fill in for him for two weeks. And I... F- so it's ten shows. I did seven shows... And this is, I was really trying to get clean. I did seven shows. And after the seventh show, I found a gram of cocaine in my car. <laughs> so, so don't last you. Just you can laugh at it because it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's good stand-up material, this. Yeah. You should get back on the circuit. It was, <laughs> I found a gram of coke in my car. So I, I, I called in sick for the last three shows. Right. And I thought, well, there's another opportunity. Gone fucked up. Yeah, yeah. you go. You've done, you've done that. And... Uh, luckily it wasn't last opportunity because they called me back in at Christmas by which point uh, so this was early September by which point September the 27th 2004 is is when I got because is 20, the 26th was the last time I used cocaine in that period so <laughs> and, and then I got you know I got clean and for a long time and, so you're on the radio now then did you get I, 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 this was I, no I got clean on September the 26th and then sort of October November LBC phone up and said we'd like to give you a permanent job right but like, thank fuck because yeah. I was broke man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, was in, we, I was in really big trouble and um, radio paid quite well back then and, and that t- saved my life saved Just my career the right thing at the right time totally yeah totally 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 and I wasn't very good at it for the first three months six months 
Do you find that was better for you because you just it's just you and the microphone, isn't yeah. it? Is that more your style? Yeah, yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. rather than the, the the groups of people around you? Yeah, you found your niche for the want of a better word. Totally. I, you've got when you're doing radio, you've got more control. Yeah, because it's it, it, depending where you're working, but generally you've got more control because it's generally just you and a producer and a tech op, and um, you've got three hours to fill, you know, yeah. with stuff. You're doing TV. It's a 26 and a half minute show. Yeah. And Lots there's of loads of writers. There's, there's a producer. There's a director. There's a commissioning editor from the channel that will come and sit in. There's lawyers. There's all this, you know, there's a team of... 11 o'clock show there were maybe 60 people working really on it. working right. on it yeah which is, which is a lot for tv more than you'd normally get but it was a lot um and so once i worked out how to do radio it took four or five months of doing it and it being really boring you know i was having fun and thought i was being edgy but I, it, it wasn't it was rubbish and and i would go in and i would just look through the papers and do stories from the papers because i thought that's what a phone in radio host yeah. did yeah and my boss at the time scott um said all right I want you to do me a favour. I want you to go in one day with that and don't read, just don't look at the newspapers before. Just go in and talk. I said, what, 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 what am I going to talk about? Just talk about what happened in your day. And I, was, I thought that was the worst suggestion I'd ever heard in my life. And I said, and he said, just do it once. And I said, I'll do it once. And I was begrudging, I'll do it once. And I did it. And it was like... An epiphany. It was. It was an epiphany. Yeah, yeah. I saw. What, I saw the. I don't. That first show wasn't particularly any good, but the freedom. Right. The freedom to just sit there and talk about myself, and I'd never really spoken Stream about of myself. Consciousness stuff, Stream of consciousness. Uh, injecting honesty into it. It was. It was the gates open, and suddenly mm. I, I. I thought, oh shit! Right, you can do this. And that was you probably at this. a time when people weren't doing that. I think the only person probably doing it was Nick Abbott. Who conversely doesn't do that so much now? It's probably Nick Abbott. Uh, I can't think of uh, Tommy Boyd. Yeah, mm. don't think he was at the time because I think he was at the BBC where he had to do a bit of a straighter show. But yeah, Nick, there weren't many. So we're, we're on an upward trajectory now yeah, with the no, Ian Lee no, career. No, things are looking up. good. Yeah, it's all up from now on with no a little failures. down, with a little down towards the end, and then it's a story of redemption again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when, when did the redemption start? Well, Can we the, pinpoint that. Well, that the pinpoint the, the, the initial redemption was September the twenty seventh, yeah, two thousand four, when I was you know I was clean for the first day and I was clean then for. But what, what was the trigger for that? Was there a particular event or was it just you had no money or you know? It was it was uh, going to NA, going to right. Narcotics Anonymous, doing the twelve steps slowly, yep. doing the twelve steps. I did it eventually, but it was doing that, and I'd been going there for sixteen months. I started going there when I was doing Rise. <laughs> And I went there because I re- originally wanted to just be able to take cocaine, you know, just at weekends again Socially. instead of it being a daily thing. Yeah. Or, or just I wanted to be able to drink or I wanted to be able to smoke a bit of weed. And it took 16 months to realise, oh, right, you've got to stop everything. It's complete abstinence. It's all on or, or nothing It's at all, all or it? nothing, you know, yeah. literally all or nothing for me anyway. And it was that was when I got that it was I had to stop completely. And, right. and, uh, and I, they call it surrendering. I surrendered and yeah. stopped. Stopped fighting. Nothing wrong with that, I don't think. No. Yeah. So with that style of phone in show you were doing there with yes. LBC, was it very similar to what you're doing now in terms of that you're getting your callers and you're bouncing off of 
direction it became of where that. It became that. I had the Drive Time show at one point on LBC. Really? Imagine oh. Drive Time on LBC. Me, phone, me doing phone-ins about how we should close... This is how old it was. We should close blockbuster videos and turn, turn <laughs> them into... No, close, sorry, close libraries and turn them into blockbuster videos because films are better than, books. than books. Or how um, all 13-year-olds should be taught should be given cigarettes to put them off smoking forever. Or, you know, this is the kind of bollocks I was coming out with. Because <laughs> when, when I was hired, my big boss said, David Lloyd, who I owe, I owe the last 15 years of gainful employment to David Lloyd. Um, he got me and he said, look, the audiences for LBC at the time, it's a really small audience. LBC was dying. He said, it's old women. Mm. And they are literally dying. Our audience is yeah. literally dying. Whilst you're we, on air. <laughs> yeah, well, they were. So we need you to come in and get us a younger well, it's not it. kids, but get people in their 30s and 40s yeah. Yeah. listening. Um, and and it would piss off the old the old women. It pissed off some of the old women that worked there, Anna Rayburn being one who hated my show. We had a huge <laughs> argument about it. Um, at, but it, it, my job was to go in there and kind of, you know, put a stick in the hornet's nest and waggle it, it around. It yeah. And I got away with so much then i got away with so much um i never had an ofcom upheld against me i libeled someone once that was that was unfortunate and we had to pay out quite Did you a lot get pulled into manager's office and you know yeah, Ian yeah. can't can't say that mate yeah yeah that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. yeah. And they, they had to pay a lot of money out <laughs> they had to pay several thousand pounds out to this guy um but they stood by me they believed me enough to not fire me on that and um i was at lbc i guess three i don't know three and a half four years and I just had the time of my life. Because yeah. mm-hmm. so, I didn't know what the rules were. Because I didn't come from radio. I'd done a little bit before, but not really a lot. And I didn't really listen to radio. I didn't know what the rules were. So I'd just go in and just do everything I could think of. You don't strike me as a rule follower. Oh, I am. I am. I am. You are. I think. Just if because, you need to. If you have to. Well, I, the, 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 the trick is knowing what the rules are. And I yeah. do know what the rules are now. Never had an Ofcom upheld against me because I know what the rules are. So yep. the trick is knowing what the rules are, knowing exactly what the boundaries are in, in a legal sense and in a you know a regulation sense, but but making it sound like you're disregarding those rules mm. and you're going you're making it sound like you're going further than you actually are. Yep. That's the trick, making it sound like it's but dangerous. It's bending dangerous. the rules rather than breaking them, which we all do. It's going up and sniffing the rules. Yeah, sniffing, sniffing is an unfortunate <laughs> yeah. phrase after what yeah. we talked about. But yeah, it's going up and, and, and flicking the rules. Yeah, prodding them. Um, and, and people who don't know the rules think you're... Well, some, even people who think you, you, you do know the rules think, you know, I great trouble. I worked at the BBC local radio for a while. Again, a sort of slightly fallow period. And I had a boss at one of the stations in Manchester, uh, Birmingham, sorry, who... Um, who said, I, you know, hated my show. I don't like your show and it's too dangerous. I said, what's dangerous about it? When you go into the studio, you don't know what you're going to talk about and um, you, break the, you break some of the regulations of Ofcom. I said, well, no, okay, I don't know what I'm going to talk about when I go in, but that's my worry. Yeah. It's always, I've always come up with something. Name a rule of Ofcom I've broken. And she couldn't do it because... because. Right. I know, I know the, I know the <laughs> fucking rules. I think the thing is as well, when you look back over time, because Kenny Everett went through a period, didn't he, when he was, I think he got sacked from Radio sacked 1 or something, yeah. and he went to Radio Solent on the south coast, where right. I'm from. Right, okay. And only last year, they had a whole segment of programming dedicated to Kenny Everett and his time when he was there. Wow. Because like now, it's gone full circle. Yeah. And now it's completely revered what he did on but that it, station. Yes, at that you're time. Right. it was challenging at the time, and then you become a cult... F- Legend 
as a result of that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I worked for three, nearly four years in BBC local radio. I did LBC, then I went to Virgin, which became Absolute, and then I, I, you you say get sacked. I mean, it's just contracts not being renewed. Yeah, but Mm. you can call it being sacked because it makes it sound more romantic, dramatic. (laughs) Um, And then I didn't work for a while, but I'd I'd learned from my previous mistake and I'd saved up some money. Yeah, there's finances for you. Um, And then I went to BBC local radio. Which, um, at the time, I found a bit humiliating. I found it a step back. But actually, I, I, I learned a lot. I met some really great people. I worked with some really good people. I met Catherine Boyle there, mm-hmm. who is now my producer at Talk Radio. And we do the rabbit hole with, because I recognised that she was, you know, whatever the BBC says, they don't like talented women there. They're really, mm-hmm. even really, now, after even now it might be changing. But certainly on that local level, they don't like talented women. It's all run by men. All the shows... Even now, actually, at that station, Three Counties, all of the shows are men, presented by men, and generally produced by women. Mm-hmm. There's probably one or two exceptions, but that's it. Um, they don't like talented women, and I saw this incredibly funny human being who was was obviously brilliant, and she was reading the news, said, mm. which, is, which is a job in itself, not yeah. demeaning that, but I said, why are, you, why are you not presenting or producing? She goes, oh, they've, they've kind of kicked it out of me. I said, I want you to produce me. She said, oh, I don't want to produce. And it, it took two years of bullying <laughs> before she said, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'll do sure. it. Yeah. And then we just, you know, we kind of just fell in love and right. we just, you know, became this this powerful team. When yeah. I'm with her. It works. Uh, it, it works. And yeah. we're both funnier. Yeah. As a result. Funnier. Yeah. But going back to the BBC thing, <laughs> it was, we, uh, I, the first year and a half was was lousy. I was doing, I, was, I didn't know. I'd kind of lost my confidence a bit. I didn't know what they wanted. So I did a very safe local radio BBC breakfast show doing, yeah. you know, talking about schools that were closed and stuff. And Catherine could see I was frustrated. And when she became the producer, we just kind of let rip and we just went, fuck it, let's just do what we want. And mm. by the end of it, there, and at, and at WM, I was doing a show at weekends, we were doing a show that is really similar to the talk radio show. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. We tell you know, we 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 were doing two shows at once. We were doing a local breakfast show. If you listened, not very carefully, it was a, it was a local radio show. But if you really listened, you heard a, quite a subversive, piss taking, funny, dark, filthy yeah. show. It was broadcasting two shows at once, and a lot of people got the the second show we were yeah. doing, and some didn't. Um, and then I got the sack from there. I did get the sack <laughs> from there because I called out. Some arseholes for right. being bigots. Called yeah. out some homophobes for being bigots, yeah. and the BBC didn't like it. Yeah. And they said we 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 don't like. Um, the, they got scared because it was a Christian group, and so the BBC panicked. And then they saw I had six Ofcom complaints. And they said right. you've got six Ofcom complaints. I said yeah, they don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Because they will not be upheld. Yeah. Anyone can make. You can make an Ofcom complaint now to Jer- about Jeremy Vine. You phone up yeah. Ofcom and you say there was something Jeremy Vine said today, and it really offended. You know, he's talking about Brexit. It really offended me, and I found it offensive, and I found it racist. Ofcom will investigate it. They'll log that. They'll log it, yeah. and it's it's now yeah. an Ofcom complaint. Right. It's registered. Not good. But it would not be upheld. No, because no. Content so it's pointless. It. Yeah. And the BBC didn't understand that, and they they, I mean, I signed an NDA, but. What are they going to do? Ask for the money back now? Maybe <laughs> um, they they forced they put me in a position where I had to quit. Right. So they didn't sack me, but they put they made my position as completely good as, untenable. As yeah. Good as. And um, they said, if you stay, we're going to make your life miserable. Oh, we're going to do this. Yeah, no, so your friends are. So uh, so I let, well because I, I stood up for you know my gay brothers and sisters. That yeah, was it. Absolutely. That was it.
How did you end up in the jungle then? Uh, they'd asked me three or four times. Right. And my wife was dead against it. And I wasn't keen because it always felt like an admission that your career was, was over. <laughs> it's just a final payday kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah totally. And they previously asked me the year before, about a week before it started, um, because someone had pulled out and they said, do you want to do The Jungle? Would you, would you, could you come out now? And I said, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. I just said no. And then the year that I did it, I was not divorced, but I was separated from my wife. So her understandable reluctance for me to do it was not such an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was living in a bedsit, and I was thinking, how did I get out of here? I didn't have enough mm. money, would never have had enough money to buy somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I phoned up my agent in October, and I said, look, can you go to ITV? They've asked me four times, probably too late, they've probably got everyone. Could you go to ITV and ask them? You went back to them. Well, actually. I went back yeah. to them. I went back to them. And can you see if that if they would still like me to do I'm a celebrity, because I'd be up for it. Yeah. And... That's how I got it. I went and had a meeting, and they liked me, and then they 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 phoned up and said, "Yeah, we we would like you to do it." And that, and that was the opposite of me leaving the eleven o'clock show. That was me kind of going. That was me sucking up my pride because I didn't yeah. really want to do it. Mm. I, I, I you know I still think it's kind of a, 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 a maybe the, not so much now, but it was. It, I, I still perceived it then as an admission that things weren't going book well. to your career, but, but things, it can launch a lot of people as well. It can. You know, uh, Harry Redknapp, for example. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? And uh, and so I went and did it. And the plan was, I, I knew from quite early on that I was going to go in, I was going to be one of the people that went in late. Yeah. Uh, and as a scholar of Big Brother, which I was, and a bit of celebrity, I hadn't really watched much of it, but I knew it. And I knew the format. As a scholar of those things, I knew that the people that go in last are not accepted by the public because they've already had a week of the, these first 10, 12 people, whatever yeah. it is. Yep. So the, the audience are bonded, bonded with those people. Yeah. The, the, the audience you're the perceive outsider. you're the outsider. Yep. And so the plan was, I didn't give a shit, did not give a shit. I needed that check. Yeah. I needed that check. <laughs> I also, there, there, were, there were three reasons. The, the, the being slightly disingenuous, I needed that money. Um, I was doing the talk radio show and talk radio weren't advertising and we weren't getting any listeners. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, it's great. I go in front yeah. of 12 million people and say I'm doing a radio show. And also my boys, who were six and eight at the time, hadn't really seen me on TV. They'd right. seen me do a couple of small things, like pointless and stuff, but they hadn't seen me on TV. And I thought it would be nice for them to see me on a high-budget, yeah. yeah. light-end show, covered Prime in spiders. Prime time TV. Prime yeah. time. I thought... I can say, look, this is kind of what I used to do yeah. before you were born. Yeah. And I thought they'd find it funny, me covered in crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eating so those are the slugs. three things, eating, eating pig's vagina. <laughs> um, so those are the three things. And the plan was, I knew I was going to go in last, go in late. So the plan was go in late, get out first or second, have a nice holiday. Decent hotel. Very posh hotel. Decent hotel. Yeah. The Prada Hotel is awful. Yeah, seven it's stars, awful. isn't it? Yeah, I only stayed in it one night and it's, it's horrendous. I mean, it's so... Over, Just imagine the a Prada hotel. It's, yeah. it's OTT, yeah. Um, and so that was the plan, but it didn't go to plan. And I ended up somehow, I would say, becoming the nation's sweetheart. But I came third, you I think know. You, I think, yeah. in hindsight, you probably did. I think that's yeah. probably what did happen, either by design or by default. I don't know, but it, that's what happens. Well, I, th- became... I think the thing is, is that most people watching, make, I, th- I think they make their own minds up about certain people as soon as they see them go in. Yeah. Because you... It's quite funny in a way because I sit there with my wife. I've got two daughters, and we're sat there normally on the opening show, yeah. and everybody picks their favourites to yeah. begin with. 
Um, and it's one of those situations there where normally there's at least two or three you've never heard of because generation-wise, it's kind of it's what the kids will know about, yeah. sort of thing and that side of it. But immediately, you get the sense of that you can see how they've picked other people to go in and why they've picked them to go in yeah. in that respect. But I think the thing I found interesting when you were in there was that you didn't pretend. No. All the way throughout. And there was the the situation when, obviously, it's edited and everybody knows about how people get pigeonholed during the editing process yeah. and stuff. But it was the case of that you were honest throughout. Yeah. And although it seemed at the time with that whole thing with Amir and that sort of thing, when it came up, yeah. it was the fact that you were the one who was being honest. Yeah. Was what endeared you more this to people in thing, that respect. Right? I, everyone, when I went in there, and I knew it would be like this. Everyone was on a fucking spiritual journey yeah. of discovery. <laughs> Jesus, forget that, man. I went in there treating it as a job. Yeah. And yeah. I treated the camp as a TV studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went in there and I found all the cameras, knew where all the cameras yeah. were, knew where all the... You have to wear a mic all the time, yeah. but I knew where all the hidden mics were. And I treated that as a TV studio, yeah. and this is my job for three weeks, and yeah. I'm doing a job. Yeah. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. So I'm going to I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be me, but I'm also going to provide some entertainment, because mm. that's what I'm there for. And the thing with the strawberries, which... Um, the thing with the strawberries, but for those that don't know, me and Amir Khan stole some strawberries that were meant for the rest of the camp. You know, big. <laughs> it sounds like it's funny how these things become so big, right? Yeah. And we we were about to go back to the camp, literally about to walk back to camp with these strawberries, and the, the crew that we were with put their cameras down. And Amir said, "It wouldn't be funny if we ate these strawberries." And the camera crew picked us. Wouldn't look at us. But they picked up their cameras at this point. I thought. They know. Fuck, we're onto something here. Yeah. And I went, yeah, it would be good if we ate those strawberries, wouldn't it? But I can't do it. I cannot, can't do it. And we had, and you could see the camera crew getting excited, right? And we, me <laughs> I'm and getting Amir, excited. Well, it was. <laughs> and me and Amir were there for an hour. Right? An hour. Debating going, strawberries. Debating. And he was doing this, we, we, all right, you're right, we can't do it but we could do it. And I'm kind of, and I'm sort of talking to him, but I'm, I was thinking, right, now, now I had my TV head on, I was thinking, right, let me go through, let me go through this in my head. What are the ramifications of doing this? Right, first of all, if I do it, at some point, the other contestants are going to know because there's either going to be like a forfeit and they show a video of yeah. us doing it. Th at some point, they're going to show a video. Someone's going to tell them that we stole the strawberries. So can I live with that? I think I can. Wouldn't it look amazing if I confess to eating the strawberries, so I'm planning, I'm thinking all of this all the time. Wouldn't <laughs> it look amazing it if I if I confess to eating the strawberries? Could I live with that? That would be a tough one because I would be in the camp. It would be hell. You're a bad boy. But outside, it would look quite good. All yeah. right, fine. And then the final thing was, would my friends Scott and Catherine find it funny? funny. That was the, yeah. that was the main thing. Would they find it funny? Because this is going to be fucking yeah awful once yeah. this comes yeah. out. I thought it would be awful for like two or three days and it will be awful for both of me and me. What I didn't realise, it would be awful for the entire rest of the run yeah. and it would only be for me that they would think that I'd forced Amir to do it. Right. Which is what they... Th they not that they, they didn't believe that he suggested it. They thought I'd forced him to do it, which is nonsense. So they're sitting there, literally for now going, would they find it funny? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. They would. They would find it funny. And I is went, that what sold it to you, yeah. basically? Would, no. Ka would Catherine and Scott find it funny? Yeah. If they find it funny, let's extrapolate, then other people would probably find it funny. Other people would be disgusted. And I thought, I did think, this is either going to, this will go one or two ways publicly. It will either get me kicked out for being a backstabbing snake in the grass, yeah. 
or people will find it funny and it might keep me Push in you on. Yeah. for a couple of things. I didn't want to win. I didn't want to yeah. win. I wanted to get out early because, you know, I nearly walked out a couple of times because it was just horrendous. In mm. But it, 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 it will go one of two ways. But I, I, And so we ate the strawberries. They were the best strawberries ever. <laughs> They were delicious strawberries, man. You know? Did your friends find it funny? They found that funny. They found it hilarious. Right. My uh, Catherine got a phone call from Nick, my producer, my, my agent, before it came out in the press, and I didn't realise it would be as big as it was. You know, yeah. it's front page news. Jesus, that's what the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. And Kath and Nick said to Kath, Kath, are you sitting down? Got some news about Ian. And she went, Oh my God, what has he done in she there? <laughs> and he went, He's stolen some strawberries. <laughs> And it's going to be quite Hold a the big front story. Page. Yeah. And Kath just burst out laughing. Yeah, just burst out laughing. She got it. She got did, the joke. Yeah. In hindsight, did they edit it that in such a way that whole episode, that that, that whole sequence? So to, you're not seeing it. Not you seen don't it. know. I don't know. I've not seen it. I, I've I've seen the sh- the footage of us eating. I mean, obviously they edited it down from an hour of, yeah. of toing yeah. and throwing. Yeah. Um, I've not seen. I've not. Did you feel manipulated whilst you're on, on there? Is is it quite staged? No. No. No, it's not Pretty manipulated. Organic, I mean, they didn't show. It got. It, it was horrible. Once I came out and said, because then me and Amira were in the jungle room, whatever it's called, the, the diary room, and I said, I've got to go and tell them. Mm. And he said, you can't. I said, I'm, I'm going to go and tell them. I'm going to go and tell them that it was me. And so I came out and told them it was me. Then he came out and said he was part of it, and they didn't believe any of it. And what they didn't show was it actually got it got quite physically intimidating. I had Dennis Wise come up to me. Mm. Come up to me. <laughs> And I'm Knee pointing caps. very low down my chest. <laughs> and um, said, we know it was you. We know it was all your idea. You've been watched by 12 million people. This is going to look terrible on you. You have totally fucking stitched yourself up and we are watching you. Didn't show that. Wow. And I it didn't show that. They didn't show Jamie accusing me of spying on him and all this nonsense. And then I just had to... Um, and it was, you know, it was awful and it was intimidating. Was a lot of bullying went on at that time. That's how, that's how it was portrayed in the press. It was, um, I, I would, I would now with some hindsight, I would say it was, it was, it was, it was intimidation. Yeah. Would you call that bullying? Maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm slightly reluctant to use that word, yeah. but you could describe it as bullying. Yeah. Psychologically, when you're in there, yeah. is it something there that a lot of what the, obviously the public don't see in yeah. terms of, is there a lot of boredom? Yeah, boss, you there. That's the main thing, boredom. Yeah, mm. there's there's nothing to do. You're stuck in a camp with people you, some people you like, some people you dislike, mm. and some people who are very bright, and some people who are thick. Yeah. You know, with the greatest respect, and you could have two, three, four days of nothing. Mm-hmm. So you would hope, you would pray that you were going to get a task because it meant you got taken out of the camp for three or four hours. You got you got to meet other people. Yeah, yeah. they weren't really allowed to talk to you, but sometimes they would. Cut some of the crew would talk to you a lot. Some wouldn't. You got to go out and be stimulated and challenged. Mm. You got to meet Ant and Deck, which is yeah. always a thrill. Yeah. Um, so you would hope to get um, to get a challenge. It's boring. We played just word games a lot, and um, you know. Did you get a career lift off the back of that? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I got my contract renewed at Talk Radio for another two years, which I don't right. think would have happened. Yeah. I got load of TV work for eight months. Which was great, um, you know, doing Good Morning Britain and, and and stuff like that, and a few corporate gigs. So it yeah. was a good gig in the end. Then that's, that's that was a great the ripples gig. from yeah. that. I've gone on, and yeah. you're benefiting from them now. Well, and I'm here, guys. I'm exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. But but the, the, let me just do the little pit, the little trough again. Yeah. After oh, that, I, one, after, this is the trough. This yeah. is the final trough. When I came out, and I went, everyone came home straight away, and I went to New Zealand for a week to visit my my sister, and then I so I came back a week later. So I came back. First of all, it fucked me up being in there. It was insane and it was intense and I found it, 
claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. I'm going to use the word traumatic, and yeah. then of course there'll be people going, "Well, what about soldiers? That's real trauma." <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But you yeah. don't have to be in a war for it to be a traumatic experience. I found it traumatic. Yeah. Um, and then I came back a week after, so I'd had a week to decompress, and it was like, "Oh, I did that job a week ago. That was fun." Yeah. And then when I came back, suddenly I was more famous than I'd ever been, more mm. famous than during the 11 o'clock mm. show, more famous than any point in my life. And I would have 10-year-olds ten, come up to me and ask me for a selfie. The first time I went out when I came back, I took my boys to a pantomime uh, in the Hexagon in Reading and we got in and I hadn't really thought about it. And um, there was a school party in front of us. A kid turned around and screamed and went, oh my God, it's Ian from the jungle. That's what I became, <laughs> Ian from the jungle. And these kids, it was 190 kids, turned around and screamed and started pushing towards me and my boys. I thought, shit. And the teachers couldn't control them. And I said, all right, everyone, listen, right. Uh, come and grab, let, let me just sit down. Come and grab me in the interval. I will do a selfie with everyone. Not yeah. a problem. Come and grab me during the interval. Yeah. And that worked. And they went. And then all through the show, people are looking at me and pointing at me. And, and I'm there freaking out. And my kids were a bit scared. They learned to, to find it hilarious, but they were scared. During the interval, 190 kids came, did 190 selfies. And it fucked me up. And uh, I, I, I started doing cocaine again for the first time because in 13 years. As a result, years. a direct result of that, do you think? As or, a direct result, that was part of it. As yeah. a result of that, as a result of the divorce, as a result of living in Curse a bedsit, as a result of I'd stopped going to NA probably yeah. about two years before. That was the real reason. I stopped doing the work I had to do to stay clean. Yeah. So once I stopped doing going to NA, these things accumulated and accumulated and accumulated to, to, work, to the point where I thought, I think it'd be a really good idea to do cocaine again. <laughs> um and and it was a terrible idea. It was it was three. And you months. had money now as well. I'm guessing I had money, yeah. and it was three months. It was only three months, thank God. And I was bang on it. I picked up exactly where I left off. You know, in a really horrendous, mm. awful place. And I did. Here's your here's your here's your headline. If you want it, this is what will sell this podcast to the papers. <laughs> thank God, write it down. This is a, this is a, this is an exclusive. I did a couple of Good Morning Britons coming down from Coke. You know, right. there's a couple where I'm sat there and I'm not really saying anything because I'm coming down from the from a bender the day really? before, and that was awful. That again, that was disrespect to disrespectful to the people that gave me the the shot, um, the, the, the the not the shot of Coke, the shot. Yeah. You know, the the, the gig. Um, I cancelled a couple of radio shows, a few radio shows because of it, and, and I was sick. But then after three months, I remembered what I did before. I went yep. back to NA, and now I'm 15 months clean. I have no desire Brilliant. to do that. And you know, I'm, going, I'm going, I'm hitting meetings regularly, and yeah. I'm doing the step work. And um, and you yeah. still have the fame from, from, no. from that period. No, it goes. Because it does. It, 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 it moves fades. on. The next it, time there's, there's another I'm a celebrity. By the a... next celebrity, that, that what kind no of wipes the slate clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of started to fade about eight months after. Right. I, I mean, I still get a sel- asked for selfies now occasionally. Yeah. I got a, the other, yesterday I was walking down the street and the woman went, "Oh my God, you're off the off the telly. Can I have a hug?" Yeah. So there's there's still a little bit of that, but no, it's gone. It's and gone, is which that is great. A relief? That's yeah, a relief, yeah, is it? Because yeah. it's it's fake. It's is it's it fake. shallow? Shallow. I mean, it's nice. It's, listen, it's nice. I love having kids come up to me. Yeah. So I really enjoyed you in the mm. jungle. I love it. And having kids ask for selfies. What a thrill. Yeah. What, what an honour. Happens to me but, all the time. But yeah. <laughs> but um. No, being famous is not something to aspire to. It's an interesting life lesson, isn't it, I think? Because a lot yeah. of kids growing up now do want that. Yeah. They see that Love Island stuff and yeah. um, that Instagram fame where you can be a nobody and then a somebody very, very quickly. Yeah. And there's not a lot that... There's no cloak of comfort that comes with that. We've no. seen some unfortunate situations lately where people have struggled with that oh, instant there's been, fame. There's been, there's been two suicides from mm-hmm. Love Island and yeah. there's been the, the, the incident with the, the, the chap on Jeremy Kyle. Yeah. Um, and... I didn't get enough 
support. I knew how to lie to the psychiatrist. That's the thing. I knew what to say to get <laughs> on the show. You're a man of many talents, you, aren't you? I yeah. am. I know what I know what to say to a psych. You know, yeah. are you feeling all right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been suicidal recently? I used to be a couple of years ago. I'm not now. You say all of that shit. I had. Um, I did my psych interview for the jungle on the phone. Didn't even meet with her. Right. I think I did maybe two questions. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she spoke to my private psychiatrist who. Um, you know, at that stage, I was ready to go in. I was well enough to go in, but I, I kind of downplayed quite a lot with her. And then when I came out, I think I had a phone call from her. I was offered a session to go in with her, and I said, "No, I'm all right." And I was shoveling cocaine up my nose. It's not their fault. It's not <laughs> no, their yeah. fault. It was totally my 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 actions and my responsibility that did that. I'm not blaming them. But and, and also, here's the thing: I got a really big check for that. Right. And, and everyone got, I got the lowest check out of everyone, actually, I found out. But but there were people that got a really big check for that and then didn't get any other work off the back mm. of that. Mm-hmm. So you get tens of thousands of pounds. You've got to pay your nearly agent. half of that in tax. Yeah. So yeah. that's gone. You've got to pay your agent 15%. Boom. Yeah. boom. This isn't me compl- complaining, by no, the way. No. Very yeah, lucky. Yeah. But then, then, it doesn't go you've, far. then you've got, it doesn't go far. No. If you don't work for a year, it doesn't go far. Mm-hmm. And people think because you're famous, you're rich. It's, yeah. not, it's not the same not. thing. That's also a guess as well why sometimes in the past there have been people who've gone on from one reality show to another. Yeah. Celebrated one because check. of that sometimes. If they haven't got more work afterwards yeah. through their own talent, yeah. which obviously you've got, well, then, then there's a comparison. I do. There? I do. You know, people say, would you do Big Brother? Yeah. How much are you paying? Yeah. Of course I do it. I do it now. Yeah. Now that I've done I'll The Jungle, do definitely. I think, the, I think The Jungle is, is, is higher class than, than Big Brother. But yeah. you, are you going to pay me tens of thousands of pounds to, to go? Yeah, sure, fine. God, I thought it was asking, I, I thought it was no, asking no, us then. <laughs> no, no, I don't not. see TV as a career anymore. Right, The yeah. TV yeah. career is, is, has ended. But if I get offered work, I, I, how much does it pay? All right, I'll yeah. do it. Radio is my career now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, TV is not a career. So I think we're probably we're up to, we're up to modern day. We're up now. to modern day. Yeah, now. clean, we're, healthy. We're really got a good, nice house. We're in a good place. Good. Everything's going well. You've just been on our podcast, so we probably probably do a trough after this. I would imagine, are we? we? But you know, you're here, yeah. and we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, so, what what we what's your current show? What are we talking uh, about today? The, well, there's there's two things I want to plug. Yep. We mentioned earlier the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a live show, and we go all around the country. If you want to get tickets, ianlee.com slash event ianlee.com slash event, and that's also a podcast. Um, and it's very funny, and it's very NSFW. So that's on yep. tour. That's that's on tour, and that's but we yeah. And there's what a pop- sort of places are you going to? Do you know yet? Uh, we're going to Belfast yeah. soon. We're going to we're playing the Shaftesbury Festival in Dorset, I think it is. Um, we're going to Bath and London sold out. So I think those are the ones at the moment. There'll be more, and they'll be on your website. They're on the website, yeah. mm-hmm. and that that's a podcast. So you can download that and listen to that. But the the main gig is the the talk radio show weeknights from ten. If you listen live, yeah. it's on uh, DAB. You can download the Talk Radio app. You can go to talkradio.co.uk and listen. There's a podcast of that as well, and that's me and Catherine Boyle do that. And, and I want what I want to say is if because because the show got very heavy because we talk about mental health on there and stuff. And uh, but we we lost the whole station went up, and we lost a shedload of listeners on our show. I'm too honest with my own good. <laughs> we lost a shedload of listeners for our show, and the feedback I got from people was it got too heavy. It got too heavy, and it stopped being fun, and it stopped being stupid, and it stopped being silly. So if Which you, I think I just, in these days people need that, don't yeah. they? Because it's too grim elsewhere. Everything isn't it? is grim. Mm. So if people are listening to this and you stop listening because Come it back. got too heavy and it got too you know suicidal, but people were calling it like the Samaritans. <laughs> um, it, there is still an element of that. But come back and give us another shot because 
It is silly. It is stupid. Barry from Watford calls up again. It is it is fun. We've got the the fun. The giggle factory is open, guys, and, and, and it's this fun is every again. night or every week night. Every week night, from ten o'clock till one in the morning. Ten o'clock till yeah, one in the morning. I, actually, particularly like Monday evening when you had music from Fanny to begin with. Oh, we, was, we, we, we had a we just dove straight into Fanny on uh, Monday. <laughs> yeah, I love Fanny. <laughs> Can't get enough Fanny now. Honestly, I'm it addicted was... to Fanny. Great rock band from the seventies. Oh right, yes. there we go. We'll there see. we go. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah. They have a second lease of life now. Yes, you're still doing those the monkey records. You're still yeah. I've got a record label. Me and my yeah. mate Glenn. We've got a record alternative label. monkey. Uh, the monkeys. Should yeah, I say. it's seven a records yeah. com. Facebook.com slash seven a records number seven, and we release. Um, uh, like solo monkey stuff and live stuff, and we're just to bring out. We're just about to bring out. We we just did a Mike Nesmith double album, live album, and we're bringing out a Davy Jones triple vinyl release, and it's costing us a fortune. <laughs> and if we don't sell this, we make no money from this, right? Every penny we it's get labor gets of plowed into the yeah. next release. But this Davy Jones release is stunning. Davy Jones live in Japan, triple LP. But it's it cost, costing us a fortune. You know? And they can get that from the website. Going, oh, what have we done? Let's push that as well. While did, we're you, here, then. did you grow up on the monkeys like I did? Yeah, school holidays. Yeah. School holidays. Yeah, of course. It was monkeys, why don't you? Yeah. And then follow off that. Yeah. It was just so funny. They were I brilliant. Th- and, I, and I'm obsessed with them to the point, you know, I've, 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 I sort of know the, Mike and Mickey are the two remaining, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I know them. I work with them. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we've released records by both of them, you know. Oh, it's nuts. We're working with Davy Jones's daughters to get this out. They've been incredibly generous and kind and uh, supportive. And we're putting this stuff out. And it's, you know, go have a look at the website. It's not yep. cheap tat. This is... Top quality Proper vinyl, top, 180 gram vinyl, yeah. embossed labels, uh, embossed <laughs> covers. This is proper. This is a proper stuff, man. Not downloads. No, this well, podcast, well, yeah. we do downloads eventually. But we don't make money on downloads. So, no. well, look, I think we'll wrap that up, Stu. Unless we've got anything else, because we've done nearly an hour. That's there. a great rehearsal. Are we going to yeah. do it for real? Yeah, yeah, now? Can we record this next one? Let's yeah. do it. Brilliant. Let's do it. Hey, fine, thank dude. you so much for letting me come well, on. Listen, it's been look, nice th- talking to you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming it. in. Just, just in case anyone wondered, uh, you put out a tweet, didn't you? Can I yep. come on someone's podcast and yep. talk about my radio show? Um, and Stu went back, yeah, come on ours. Yep. And two weeks later, here, here you are. We're here. So we're, we're thank all you about for responding. No, really, really appreciate it, Ian. It's thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for being so honest and brutal. Was I too with everything. No, no, not honest <laughs> enough. This is my problem. We'll do an after midnight show one day. We'll we, we, we really go for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you the real secrets. Yeah. I t- this is why I, sometimes it's difficult for me to get work. I just say too much stuff, you know. But c- cocaine is trendy now, you know. Everyone, all, our next prime minister is going to be a cocaine user. So that's yeah. great fi- news. How do you find that? Does that grate you when suddenly it's almost become not glamorized, but it's almost accepted? But you can do it at that level, but you might not be able to do it at your level. Uh, I could, no, it's it's totally accepted in in, in showbiz. Mm. No, the the problem I got with Gove doing, I don't have a problem with what Gove did. You know, and I know it's Boris is getting Boris yeah. Johnson, excuse me, is getting They're an easy right. ride. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the problem with Gove doing cocaine is he he then legislated that if teachers had been if it been, was discovered that teachers had used cocaine previously in their life, they should get the sack. Yeah. That's the shitty thing about it. That's the shitty thing that he was prepared to make a law that would have got, you know, people on 26 grand a year fired because of something he himself had done. So what so so it's okay for teachers to get the boot, but not politicians. That's the thing. I don't you know, I don't care if people do drugs or 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 not. I I don't like them being around me. Mm. I don't like talking to people who are on cocaine because they're boring and there's they're they're very edgy and there's a darkness in Mm. cocaine. 
But that's the only that's the problem I got with Gove. Do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah, yeah. He was, thing, he was a shit to, yeah. to teachers on a you know a, a fraction of what he earned, and yet he's yeah. now going. Oh, actually, I did it, and you should forgive me for what I did in yeah. the past. Yeah, Middle we should, we should forgive parties. everyone for what they did in the past, but fuck you, yeah. Gove. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with Erin. Well, let's wrap that up, Stu. That's been really good. Hopefully, the least we'll get from this is an Ofcom complaint. That's really what I'm... You're free of Ofcoms, I'm, I'm afraid. Why? Because the internet. podcast it doesn't count. The podcast, you're free, you can do whatever so you want. We can't do that, right, can we? No. But can't, even get that. can't even get an Ofcom complaint, Stu. Never yeah. mind. That's shocking. Try harder. But Ian, thank you for your time. Hey, thank you really very much. Appreciate thank you. It. Uh, much it appreciate fun. it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Listener.